0: Hello and welcome to the Late to the Nitro Party podcast. We're going to be looking back at WCW going from the mid-90s to the early 2000s. We're going to be starting off with the first ever episode of WCW Monday Nitro on September 4th, 1995 from the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we're three guys from the Midwest who are lifelong wrestling fans wanted to take a look back at uh, this part in wrestling history. I'm Clay. We're going to be joined later on by Grant, and I'm going to kick it over to Zach right now, who's going to tell you how all this is going to work. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. So basically
1: what you're going to do, if you have the network, you're going to start each episode that we do, and you're going to sync it up by doing this. First off, the network has some stuff, uh, usually an ad uh, for the first segment. Then the next one's like a copyright thing. Uh, Once that is clear and the actual show starts – you will sync it up to where we say press play, which in this case will be just a little bit, so get ready. Um, and you're going to press play on your network episode as well at the same time. So basically, we're going to go ahead and kick things off. So get ready to press play in one, two, three, play.
0: Okay, this is, uh, this is the first episode of WCW Monday Nitro. And the first time we're going to see Wait, the no, best...
2: Wait, that traffic light? I don't... Why did that explode? The traffic light? And then the man... I mean,
1: it's it's, something, it's something to explode. There's something
2: it's... wrong with the infrastructure in this
1: town. It's Detroit. <laughs> is this a sets, I wonder? It's probably sure, set on I'm Universal. I'm sure
0: it's on a set at Universal. Coming to you from the WCW stronghold that is Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota... <laughs> Let's not have a debut of our show in, you know, the South where people actually watch our program. Now, this is a Let's... mall for,
2: for some of you younger viewers. You might not remember these, but uh, Look back in at... the 90s, they used to have a lot of stores in them back before people internet <laughs> the Internet to shop. And,
0: uh... Look at that jacket on Mongo. Look at them fans behind Wow, them. A lot of mustaches out there, folks. <laughs> oh, God, he's so bad. Well, so we
2: got, it's the concussions from football, is what I'm going to put it on. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, Heenan can't even save this announced team is how bad it is, honestly, because.
2: Well, he's a little drunk. <sighs>
0: yeah, probably. One of the only guys on the
1: show that was also on the first Raw back in 93. Yeah, that's a good trivia question. Look Wait. at the mustache on that guy behind his shoulder, though.
0: Oh, that's a power stash right there.
1: <laughs>
2: One African-American in the crowd. I just found him behind Mongo. Just, Sh-
0: oh, where's he at? oh there. Just shirtless kids with graffiti written on them in the background. That's good. That's what we want.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. What is on his chest? Can I don't know. That it's out?
0: writing of some sort. I don't know.
1: We have some WWF Era Hulk Hogan signs in the oh, back man. there.
2: They were on sale. Yeah.
0: Mongo looks like the bad guy from... Remember that show on USA, Renegade, starring Lorenzo Lamas? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, First match, here we go. And actually, I had real high hopes for this because of this guy right here. Jushin Thunder Liger just always has high potential for a barn burner of a match. Sadly, as we'll see, it doesn't quite work out. We were talking early before
1: this started... If everyone had fringe, and I guess Liger does not have fringe, but keep track of the amount of fringe in this show. Yeah. A lot of yep. We had Mongo with fringe on his yeah. Indian patterned leather jacket earlier.
0: Is that a sparrow in the background? No, that is a flag store. Um, I, I was looking at that earlier. Yeah. I don't know how much they paid to get on the hard camera, but they got some free advertising. Clay, anything we need to know about this guy? Uh Brian Pillman Damn. coming over. Um Trained in stampede wrestling. Um, this is two years before his death, sadly. I mean, it's hard to think about that, but this is shortly before he um, started the loose cannon gimmick, which was pretty revolutionary, but sadly uh, passed away um, in 1997.
2: So He was in that other organization, uh, the one whose last letter I don't know what I'm required by law to say.
0: Right, the <laughs> WWE. E, something like that
2: yeah i think that's what they go by now
0: it's a publicly traded company it's fine yeah
1: we all own a bit of a bit of wwe now
2: i think all my retirement actually my 401k i put into them so <laughs> <laughs> high hopes high hopes
0: well i don't know if these guys had worked previously in japan or not um this match isn't bad. Wait, where? Nope, oh, nope, there he is. <laughs> it just sounds like... It seems like they just weren't on the same page in this match, as we'll see. We got a few botches in here, but... Nick Patrick, ladies and gentlemen. Drew Liger
1: is actually probably, if I'm remembering correct, the only person on this entire show still wrestling, or active in wrestling,
0: for that matter. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. The fact that Nick Patrick is bigger than both of these guys shows you, and that's the first head scissors that he actually pulls off. We'll see he botches a couple of them later in the match that look pretty ugly. Who is the referee that died of cancer back in the... Oh. Uh, that
1: was a Nick Patrick, was no, it? Oh, that what, was... It, uh,
0: was that Randy Anderson? No, I don't or think or? that was Randy Anderson either. I can't remember. That might be right.
1: Um, no, and no, there's,
0: your first, oh. there's your first botch of the match. He... Does not get a very good head scissor there.
2: The uh, smaller, curly haired, dark headed guy, um, uh, Hildebrandt or something. Oh,
0: Hil- yeah, Hildebrandt. Brian, Brian, Brian Hildebrandt Hildebrand. or something. Yeah. We got a seated abdominal stretch here. There's Mongo not giving two shits in the back. <laughs> Mongo, during this match, refers to Bobby Heenan as Bobby the Stain and Bobby Hernia. Good Lord, we're five minutes in, and I hate Mongo already.
2: I kind of like uh, Bobby Disdain. That one was good.
0: Yeah, that that probably took him twenty minutes to come up with that. Well, you know, uh, who... so we got we we've got a fringe alert on Pillman's trunks, right. and there's either
1: either some of Pillman's fringe on the mat or Liger's hair. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: does look somewhat similar. <laughs> I did kind of mark out for this uh, surfboard here. That's something you don't see too much anymore today. That is an old school move. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it, both guys really got to be competent to pull that
0: pretty off. pretty limber to pull that off.
2: This many years removed from wrestling at the time, like I just I expected him to just rear naked choke him from here, put him out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's over.
0: The other thing I like is the mat with no logo on it that just looks like a pair of acid wash jeans... It looks very worn. ...stretched across the...
2: Logos were extra. <laughs> who's uh, who's backstage at this point? Rhodes is gone, right?
0: Uh, I think Kevin Sullivan's the booker at this point. Yeah. Yeah, because he puts himself over... A lot yeah, well, a and syndrome. there's a big feud at the end of Pillman's WCW career. That's what launches the Loose Cannon uh, character is... Him and Sullivan have a big uh, blow-off at the end of his career. Right. And with WCW. Which, good on Bischoff. Babyface Bischoff sucks, but good on him for pointing out that Pillman's botching head scissors left and right in this match. Ooh. Pillman's coming off injury,
2: surgery, both.
0: No, he doesn't. He got in a car wreck later in 1996, I believe, that crushed his ankle. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't think he's coming off that. It's possibly maybe coming off other surgeries, but the the big one on his ankle is yet to happen.
2: Yeah, my grandparents were big Brian Pillman marks.
0: <laughs> Played, I think, linebacker or defensive back for Cincinnati Bengals. He played a couple of preseason in the NFL. with
1: someone after that, right before going to the CFL, uh, where he okay. played for the Calgary
0: Stampede. We got a we got a superplex coming up here. It was pretty nice from Liger. Not bad. Um, he's going to go for a pin here. Look at Pillman looking directly at the ref. <laughs> that is one of my big pet peeves <laughs> in wrestling, when they just stare the ref down to make sure they don't botch the count. I absolutely hate that.
1: We just had Mongo looking at the... Uh, the format there a little bit ago. Yeah, got to read his script.
2: Bad work on the director though too. There's, I mean, however many cameras. Oh, no that was nice. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> nice. Well, there's not really a good way to pull off ringside announcers like where they're actually right there in front. Yeah, of There's the no race. way
2: for the camera to again. be down for the pin that close.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll give Bischoff off this. He tries to display it. As a legitimate sporting contest, but he's just not very believable. Liger Bomb, coming up. That's nice. Yeah. It worked, but it didn't. I mean, I don't know how old Liger is right now. Um, I mean, he wrestled for a one-off for for NXT there a couple months ago. But, I mean, he's got to be getting up here. He will land directly on his head. Yeah, oh. that hurts. Joey Styles, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh on Oh, my Terry.
1: God. There's that shirtless kid. And I'm pointing <laughs> oh at the screen God. like you all know what I'm pointing oh at. Oh, my God. That oh, is, I see him. That is, I see him. That is not
0: good.
2: His family couldn't afford a shirt and tickets.
0: Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Liger absolutely necks himself on that Frankensteiner. Yeah. He's lucky he didn't really get hurt. Liger was
1: actually created as a cartoon character
0: nice uh, by New TV Japan
1: team. and Pro Wrestling for a... Uh, like a comic book? Not as a cartoon character
0: in Japan. Oh, wow. It's, it's probably, kind of a cross-promotional it's thing. It's like one of those epilepsy-inducing Japanese cartoons I'm sure, starring Juju sure. Liger. I'm
2: going to have to YouTube that.
0: Yeah. So here we'll see a uh, kind of a nice little roll-up here, and Pillman will get there the three with a little roll-up. I like probably. Pitch. Probably had to cut the match short so that Hogan could get in his six minutes at the end here. So has Pillman gotten crazy, uh, storyline-wise yet? No, that, we'll see that in the next few episodes, that you start seeing the beginnings. See, he's shaking Liger's hand here, he's not a total Mm -hmm. lunatic yet. But here in the next couple weeks, we'll see sort of that loose cannon persona start to form, you know. Good babyface versus babyface match there to start off, uh... Start off Monday Nitro. so I, I, I can't
2: finish now. One of them would have turned on the other one after the match. For November. Oh,
0: there would have been some sort of schmoz yeah. at the yeah. end.
2: And a run-in.
0: Yeah, definitely <clears throat> run in. It's a great train story, everybody.
2: A heel the, turn, the, a run-in, a light's out.
0: The, the, turn the of... great thing, I was always such a big fan. At, yes, WCW did not do very many things correctly, but at least they used cruiserweights in a way that was entertaining. Um, they'd put them on early, they'd usually have the match of the night, and unfortunately, look at that jacket on Stinger. Whoa. I have here, makes him look like a strip club chandelier.
2: (laughs) That's a good fun fact.
0: Just a whole lot of lavender going on. Yeah, we've got a train store, what else we got there? We've got a flag store. A lot of neon signs.
2: I almost asked what you thought they sold the flag store, but... (laughs)
1: There's a Kids Kids are Us. Kids are Us. They're a now defunct business. Uh, All right, well, here we go.
0: This is WrestleCrap. The good people at WrestleCrap have uh, documented this pretty extensively, but Pasta Mania, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) this was actually a thing. Where you can go and get your Hulkaroni and cheese. Yeah, that was a real menu item. From Pasta Mania. Basically, the whole reason for them having this show in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the Mall of America, was to promote a food court restaurant because of Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Did we get around to checking when this actually uh, closed down? No, and I'm not sure. You could look it up on the internet easy enough, but... It couldn't have been open very long. I mean...
2: is now the name of a, like, major distributor of pasta. Pasta
1: Mania? Really? Yeah. I'll be... I'll well, be. some of the things on the menu for Pasta Mania, for the grand opening, you can get, um, Hulk's Power Pasta, it's which terrible. is penne, chicken, veggies, and your choice of sauce. It's and for the little Pasta Maniacs, you can get Hulkaroni and cheese, yeah. or Hulkio's.
2: What? That was <laughs> advertising.
1: Yeah, I think this a is good point. This it's, is god awful. I don't,
2: I don't know why. The pasta mania speaks for itself. Uh, why does Hogan get a manager? This guy, he can wrestle, but he chooses not to. He just he slams people for forty minutes.
0: I mean, he can talk. But he can doesn't talk. need a manager. And, and number, talk.
2: why are we wasting Jimmy Hart, a legit well, good manager, on someone like Hogan that you don't need a manager for? Give him to someone who can't talk. Right,
0: and. As a rule, baby faces aren't supposed to have managers in the first place. Right. But, well, Jimmy Hart needed a job, and him and Hogan are buddies, and we all know how. It, same reason why Brian Knobs has a job. Same reason why Ed freaking Leslie has a job. They're Hogan's buddies, well, so they given, get work.
2: Couldn't they have given him to, like, the Yeti? The Yeti can't talk. <laughs>
0: We're a couple months away from the Yeti's debut. We'll get oh, to that's that here. That's true. That's so best, best match of the night right here. Should have been the main event. But yeah, we got... Got Nate
2: for every nitro ever.
0: Yes. Nate, I, I mean, say what you will about the guy. He's consistent, he puts on a show, people love him. I mean, even here in Minnesota, I mean, people like him. I mean, we're in Gagne territory, but I mean Did he, we talk about that? Why did we have the inaugural nitro
1: in AWA territory? Well, it's because of the Postamania restaurant. Oh, of course, that's yeah. right, yeah.
2: No, I think uh, I think malls were just a big deal. Like, I, you know, at the time, malls were a big deal.
0: Just and people going up the escalator, not giving a didn't shit about what's going <laughs> on. Didn't the movie Mall Rats just come out at this point? It had been in that. I think Mall Rats came out in 93, a couple years prior to this. 93, 94, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Anybody in the comments section, you can correct me. I'm sure you have already. Yeah. Now we have sparkles
2: and fringe.
0: Yes. And just a lot of fuchsia. Just yeah, a so, whole lot of fuchsia. Oh, yeah. U.S. Look at that champ, sparkle. the old U.S. title belt. That is a lot of color there. <laughs> wow. Just kind of interesting because, as we'll see here in a couple years, I mean, Sting becomes sort of this black-and-white Avenger-type character, and he was he was definitely the most colorful guy in more ways than one in the company, so we see a big contrast there.
2: You know, I like to see two guys that, especially uh,
0: and Luger, everybody, uh, two fish off
2: in, in the company who really WCW wise were bigger stars than Hogan. Um, you know, maybe not in all of wrestling, but amazing to see them. You know, lower card feuding over the over the uh, US US belt.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Luger, Luger and his puffy shirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: At this point, he had actually just wrestled the night before at a house show in Nova
0: Scotia, I believe. Yeah, and Bischoff does such an awful job of selling this. I mean, we don't believe for a second that this is actually some sort of unplanned run-in. I mean... But, at this point, 1995, the internet
1: was not what it yeah, is today. Yeah, we gotta
0: remember that. These that fans
1: were, may actually be Mark still at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, we're at the tail end of that, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't there was dirt sheets, but they weren't... If, readily available. If you not didn't like get the, the mail-in uh,
1: Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer, you weren't really in on things like most people are today.
0: Here's the major
2: oversight, though. I'm supposed to be led to believe, as a non-worker for the company, I can just show up, walk in backstage, and make it all the way to the entryway.
1: Hey, they their sh- uh, way of explaining that in this <laughs> one is they're in the mall. They sh- How we got across, across the guardrail, I don't know.
2: Had you parked him in the crowd, you could have given the whole, oh, he bought a ticket. What's just, a hand,
0: just a handful of little nature right there by the Stinger <laughs> on that press slam. We'll see here when Sting does his, uh, that little scream he does, the it word. sounds an awful lot like that goat on the internet <laughs> that screams.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Ashley.
0: We'll put up a
2: link to that after the show.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean these guys have, versus Sting. These guys have worked together so much, even at this point. I mean it, they basically have their standard match that they work. Amazing. Has Class of the Champions started at this point yet? I I believe it has, don't quote me on that. I think that was around the, 93, 94, 92, maybe. What's that, Grant?
1: Flair a little
2: bit over the hill here. Little did we know he'd go on to wrestle in another forty years.
0: Yes. Right. He's a little softer than than usual. I mean, he still doesn't look bad, but. You know what?
1: My comment earlier about people still in the wrestling business is totally wrong because I forgot about
0: Steve yeah. Flair. Yeah, I mean, out or... mark that from the record earlier. That's <laughs> right.
2: I, that? I think Sting's uh, done as of the time of this recording. Uh,
0: eh, well, he had to have neck surgery. We'll see. I mean, the guy really doesn't need to no. be wrestling.
1: He has nothing more to prove. No. He's he's going to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. I think that should be
0: it, really.
1: As much as I'd like to see him in the ring again. But...
0: Sting does a whole lot of no-selling in this match, as we'll see. I mean, he, he really no-sells about Four or five. I mean, no cells. A uh, figure four later on in the match that we'll see. That's the third press slam of the match. We're about two minutes in. He's been working out. Whoop, beep. Uh, Okay, so question: At this point in WCW. It was still a rule that you couldn't throw somebody off the top rope. So, how is there not a DQ there? He
2: didn't he didn't throw him. He didn't throw him. I mean, they both fell.
0: Okay, it has to be like an intentional Correct. move, I guess. Okay. More no-selling from Sting. And another press slam. I think that's number 4. I think Flair had oh, good he center him. He got him through the middle rope. Stinger Splash coming here oh he no-sells the <laughs> no-sells the miss oh I mean Flair still bumps better than yeah damn near anybody at this time I mean he just bumps like a boss
1: No matter how much flair worked out, he could never do anything about them Jiggly man yeah, he had
0: you know excessive skin sometimes that's pecs. just your body type and yeah. you can't change it
2: he did look pretty good when he was uh when he was feuding with uh with Rhodes around that time in n w a
1: oh yeah, back then,
0: yeah, that was probably the best he ever looked
1: yeah when he first came on the scene in the early seventies he was i mean he was huge.
0: A a note to make on this, Uh, from all the information that I could find, they said there was approximately 2,000 people attending this event. I have no way of knowing if that's inflated or not. To me, it didn't look like that many, but who knows. They count everybody going up and down the escalators. Right. I I believe that's the sixth press slam of the match. Not a huge variety in offense. Oh, there we go. We have tracksuit Arn Anderson, ladies and gentlemen.
1: He's from Rome, Georgia. Go there sometime. There's 800 people.
2: <laughs> now, what's the backstory on on Arn and Flair at this point? It's an angle
0: at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're having a feud. Um, they're working towards a match at Fall Brawl, I think, which is coming up. Um, so there, there was some sort of dissension in the Horsemen. I'm not exactly sure. And Sting no sells a suplex.
2: You know, I think it works good for these two guys because when Sting no sells, Flair kind of sells the "I'm a tired yeah. old man" stumbling. Around well, and, and it
0: make and it makes Flair have to get dirty, which he's good at. He he'll low blow you, he'll poke you in the eye because Sting, you know, is playing that sort of you know Superman gimmick that nothing can hurt him. So it makes Flair have to really play more into his character.
2: I don't like with the Flair, the old over-the-turnbuckle trick. I don't like that Bischoff calls it before it happens.
0: Yeah. We'll see that more coming up, that Bischoff gets a little ahead of himself and calls stuff that's going to happen but hasn't happened yet because he gets ahead of himself in in the script. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pasta Mania. Mongo just dropping, just selling Pasta Mania.
2: He's being paid in Pasta Mania.
0: Probably. (laughs) What is WCW's infatuation with ex-football players? I've never understood that. They just love these guys. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I I mean, at least they're talented physically. Vince McMahon always just loved big dudes. Like, they could just be... Yeah.
0: Didn't matter if they were athletic or not. Right. Uh, that, that requires some core strength. The bridge to the backslide spot, always a fan I think it was of kind of a ref uh, botch there, yeah. though. He he called off the, the count before a he lifted. Yeah, well, I'd rather see him do that than accidentally count a three and right. then you ruin of the course. end of the match. Got a superplex coming up here. Ric Flair in mustard yellow. Hmm. Pretty nice superplex there by Stinger. Yeah. I, I notice when Flair... It's by the Nature Boy.
2: Almost any time, Flair doesn't tend to land very flat. He lands on his side, which...
0: That's because no, of his because uh, of plane crash. Plane crash. Yeah, he always He's said he, he could never make himself take a flat back bump after the plane crash just because he was scared something would jar loose in his back. Here we've got, looks like, what, Chop Block to a figure four... Arn Anderson just creepily Pro- looking on. Yeah, probably the least finished move in wrestling history, right here, as we see Sting no sell yet another move.
2: And here we go. As any high school physics professor teacher will 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 tell you, if you roll a figure four over, it hurts the other guy.
0: <laughs> right, of course.
2: It's Just try that one, on home kid.
0: I like Flair grabbing the ropes. DQ him, ref. Oh, there. No, thank you. (laughs) And here comes Tracksuit Arn to save the stinger.
2: Arn Anderson hates cheating.
0: I mean, Arn Anderson's just the man. Everybody knows it. To say otherwise is sacrilege. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that he had to go out the way he did. Yeah, he had to end his career early because of injuries and all that. But, I mean, the guy's just, the guy can just work his ass off. Had a quick shot of Doug Dillinger there. Oh, there he is again. Hey. Doug Dillinger without the goatee. Yeah. almost didn't recognize him.
1: That <laughs> guy with the beard behind him, what's going on?
2: Half this audience looks like old uh, Southern Territory professional wrestlers.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you get that far north and that and the
0: south are kind of... Uh, when, I first, the accent, when I first started watching this, I was like, look at all these cretins in the crowd. And then I realized... Wait, these are our people. These are Midwestern wrestling right. fans in 1995. I probably shouldn't make fun of them too much because this was us. Yeah. Scott Norton and random in. Scott Norton for because reasons and shouting and lots and lots of
2: shouting. Norton wants.
0: To, is that? Oh. Norton Hopefully wants out of that pasta out.
2: mania. That's what the heat is between these guys. <laughs>
0: Macho and man. Savage, for reasons.
2: Who was at Pasta Mania and saw all of this going on and thought, hey, I'm a lunatic. I'll interject myself.
0: Uh. Uh. <laughs> He's just the man.
1: Can we just pause for a second and listen to a little bit of this? Right now. Right
0: now. <laughs> Macho man in full Slim Jim regalia. Just came back from taping a commercial. It looks like a hand grenade went off in his pocket. Yeah, no. Already in his NWO retirement, <laughs> a foreshadowing savage there. Savage almost falls off the ropes there, <laughs> had to steady himself.
2: I, I wish I could have been there when the when the gimmick was first hatched. Uh, you know, the question was, what's your gimmick? And the answer was, well, I'm a lunatic. And they said, <laughs> all
1: right, run with it. <laughs> yep. What's he doing in the ring right now? He's posturing. Uh, I think of taunts in the form of the old video game, WCW Nitro. I feel like I just pressed up on the D-pad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a Sabu vignette.
1: Which was a He
2: recorded with a camera that took acid?
0: Wow. I think these are all...
1: I was watching this earlier... He never had any matches at WCW up to this point. Are these all recorded just for this vignette? It's that's the same good, guy. That's a
0: good question. Unless yeah. this was at a house, it's possible this was at a house show. Possibly, but I think this is uh, – there's table, no way of proving it. This table didn't break at all. Yeah, I think that was taped just for that. And I think we'll see next week Sabu makes his WCW uh, debut. Which I had completely we'll have-
2: forgot about, this, about until I watched this uh, last week.
1: Mean Gene,
0: okerlin action here. I have here in the notes, Alabama man wins a Harley.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, who cares? But I all right, we should
2: have had him in for the for the recording.
1: He drank himself to death years ago. <laughs> He's going to go back and just punch someone. He's probably he, in prison.
2: Mike Hill, if you're out there, uh, let, let us know how that Harley was.
1: Yes, Mike Hill, if you're listening, send us an email. <laughs> Oakland's about to punch the mascot
0: as he goes yeah. back to the locker room. we got WCW Saturday night uh, promo with Dirty Dick Slater versus, uh, I almost said Wild Man Mark Marrow. Johnny <laughs> B. Bad, ladies and gentlemen. The Blue Bloods.
1: More more, more fringe.
0: Blue Bloods were uh, Bobby Eaton and Steven Regal, I believe. And uh,
1: going on with the podcast in future weeks, we will explain kind of what happened on Saturday night in any house shows. Anything of importance between the shows, between the nitros, just to kind of fill in the gaps.
0: Especially pay-per-views. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Just taking in the crowd.
0: So we've got uh, Microtunda, known in the Fed as IRS, um, in what appears to be glitter in a shape of a dollar sign on the lapel of his suit. That, it looks like it was yeah. done by a
1: second grader. Well, that we have video of the rafters on the right if you're seeing this, the little glitch <laughs> that the network has. I guess it would have been WCW's Glitch 95 recording. This. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that dollar sign fell off of uh, Ted DiBiase's trunks at some point.
0: Yes, of course. So at this point, he was known as Michael Wall Street. Here next week, we'll see he's known as VK Wall Street, which is a shot at Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, in this promo, he knocks the new generation, the new generation of the Fed and they're new athletes because, obviously, IRS was so over, that's the reason why he left the company. So here we go, main event. Already. Uh, Big Bubba Rogers, Ray Trailer, Big Boss Man, whatever you want to call him, apparently thinks he's going to win the world title for some reason. <laughs> uh, Don't give him a look.
2: He's due.
0: <laughs> he, he's due. I'll give him that. He
2: just came What's from that, that great cool? train store.
0: <laughs> yeah. Iowa loves WCW, ladies and they are in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. I mean I, I always thought Ray Trailer is one of the most underrated big men in the business. As far from a mobility standpoint, the guy could really go. I mean, for a guy his size, he 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 had a pretty decent work rate for a big man. Yeah, he could hustle for sure. And I mean and he's worked programs with Hogan before, so they know each other, so he knows that Hogan knows that he's going to, you know, work with him.
2: Now, if you're there at this point, and you're, you know, I don't know, I guess an insider or whatever, and, and you're not a mark, this is the match where you go to get, like, mania, right? Because all the good wrestlers are, are done, the good matches.
0: Right. I mean, there's only three matches on this card. The, the Pillman-Liger match really did have potential. I just don't think they were given the, enough time yeah. to work the match. I'd really like him, like to see him work. Um, this match, as we'll see, is mainly a punch kick type match. I mean, but, you know, you know what to expect from Hogan. I mean, Hogan always had a way of just looking like a hot dog that was boiled for a little too long. <laughs> just that leathery sort of brownish, reddish, tannish skin. Oh, Bishop just got told something, isn't he the president?
1: Huh.
0: Oh, they signed Savage versus Scott Norton for next week, so uh, we got that to look forward to. I'm excited. Yeah, so tune in next week when we go over that one.
2: Look at, look at Ray Trailer. He doesn't even need trunks. He just
1: oh, he is wearing slacks. He just unbuttons that uh, that shirt there, and he's it's, ready to go.
0: He's going to big. Bu- Ray Trailer. Ray Trailer is the big Bubba Rogers character. Broke in. Um, in the early '90s, in um, I believe it was Crockett Promotions, with uh, he came in as a bodyguard for Jim Cornette. So he's at this time he's been in the business a while. Um,
2: Cornette, if you're listening, you can you can call us too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cornette, please comment. And look, we're not going to pretend like we know absolutely everything about pro wrestling. We're going to screw stuff up. We're going to miss. We're, we're going to miss spots. We're going to say stuff that maybe isn't true. Yeah, Just bear with us, people. And we're not making excuses, but this is our very first time <laughs> yeah. doing this. That's a good excuse. No, no. Between the three of us, we have literally zero broadcasting experience, so you, you get that's what you can expect.
1: Yeah.
2: I figure the whole point of this for me is so my kid knows what's going on if I die... <laughs> yeah. You watch his old wrestling, this... I want to be there to to explain it.
0: I mean Hogan is really deflated at this point. We've been through the steroid trial. I, I mean, think
1: he... Hogan at this point looks the best that a normal person can look. He's kind of off the puffed up steroid Do we know how, stage. How old was Hogan at this point? Well what are we looking at? Ninety five? Oh, let's I got a phone in my hand, let's see. I'm gonna guess about
2: thirty six.
1: Talk amongst yourselves.
2: What uh, what was the what was the show Hogan did between uh, when he wasn't wrestling after he after he left before he came to
1: WWE?
0: Thunder and w- Paradise? Paradise? that's the one.
1: Hogan was born in fifty three, so do the math. I don't know how to do math. So. I was okay. told there would not be math.
0: <laughs> Backfift from Hogan. Oh my god. He would be thirty eight, late thirties.
2: It's a shame we all had the same math teacher.
1: <laughs>
0: you shall remain nameless, right?
2: Normal people can subtract. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's all we need is a libel suit on our first episode. I always thought Trailer's punches looked very good. Yeah, they looked stiff. They but... they looked very realistic, right? A little backbreaker from Ray Trailer, Big Bubba Rogers, whatever you want to call him. So Heenan's running down the Dungeon of Doom roster, and it's just, it's it's pretty hilarious.
2: The Misfit Toy Island is what it
0: is. It, it really is. I mean, just Ed Leslie just cashing cash a check. Oh, Hogan, look at that move. Hogan whiffs a big boot from the corner. And then Bischoff is selling it like crazy. So let's do the same spot since we screwed it up the first time.
2: Well, he forgot. He thought that Ray Trailer was seven feet tall the first
0: time. I I need to Uh point out the Hogan sucks and Hogan is a wimp signs on the hard camera. (laughs) (laughs) A little uh, foreshadowing to the fact that what the hell ref DQ him. So. Hogan just sold a hair pull from the ref. Right, a bit of a heel move, actually. Well, uh, well A little foreshadowing, I Hogan think. Hogan is the most oddly booked babyface in the history of wrestling because he whines, he cries, he gets his way when that no good Jack Tunney screws <laughs> him over. And people are fine with it. When in reality, that's not a babyface type thing to do. do tear his jacket. I almost just want to keep talking to cover up having to listen to Mongo. More cheat, blatant cheating from Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Just And everybody's fine with it. We will see here in the coming weeks that Hogan does start getting some booze. Now, we got to remember, Hogan started out, he started getting big in the AWA. So, some fans up here in Minnesota could still be big Hogan marks. That's very possible. But we'll see in the coming weeks... He is selling that, the crap out of that. Uh, yeah, he apparently was having a seizure, <laughs> a clothesline-induced seizure. Oh, look at that right The eye rake. More cheating from Hogan.
2: I, I like, and this is something that you don't, at least as of right now in, in wrestling, that you don't see. Uh, a lot of refs just don't pretend to do their job anymore. You know, we're still kind of in the era where, you know, there's a count when you go outside uh, of the ring... You know, still yelling at him for breaking the quote-unquote rules. You know, if you watch right. it, you, you don't get a lot of that.
0: Closed fists and the like. Yep, see, right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're at least trying to act like there's rules involved here, which I'm a fan of. It,
2: you know, if, if you consider this to be like a movie, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't believe that he's a robot from the future. um, you know, so if the ref doesn't play along, it's it's like an actor in the movie getting shot and not bleeding and, and not selling getting yeah.
1: shot. It just it takes away. Good, uh, good it. analogy there.
2: Everybody's got to play along, and when you don't get that, it's you know, if they won't play along and they're in it, why should I play along sitting at home?
0: Exactly. Like, yeah, that's a good point. I'll flip it
2: over to the dog show. <laughs>
0: Which we, we should note that uh, I believe Raw was preempted by the uh, Westminster. Westminster Kennel Club this week, which had a lot to do with WCW starting Nitro on the week that they did, because they know they'd have 100% of the wrestling audience. Trailer just screwed up. He hit his finisher. That's that's the thing you can't do against Hogan, and because Hulk. because this will happen. If you're a wrestler, to beat Hulk Hogan, you should just try to, like... Constantly hit him with small packages and roll-ups. Because if you hit your finisher, it's over for you. We'll see here in some coming weeks that Hogan does start to get booed a little bit more. Um, We'll see in different towns, especially in southern towns, he just is not that over as a babyface. People are tired of his act. And there we go. Shocking! Hogan goes over. Yeah, not a big Imagine surprise. That.
1: All right, let's see how the first nitro ends. What kind of a
0: schmuck Well, we is got we, plenty, have. we got plenty more shenanigans yeah. to come. <clears throat> I think. I
1: hope
2: it's RoboCop. <laughs> oh wait, they may have already done that. Yeah, they did. I think that was Ding and
0: Robocop. So uh, Hogan just shaking his ass. Here we go. So we've got uh, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, Ed Leslie as the Zodiac, and the old standby Kamala. And poor John Tenta just deserves better than this as this shark gimmick. And he, I mean, he, he deserved better, honestly. Hit each other in the back. Oh, look at that. So Luger comes out to make the save for Hogan and his puffy shirt. He better pull them pants up. They're and not high uh, enough. There his we go. his
1: guest jeans.
2: <laughs> you know, he's in a mall. He could have got a belt.
0: <laughs> so we got Sting and Savage out here to keep him from beating on each other.
1: These four guys are basically going to be the big players in the company for the next uh, six years of existence. Yeah, I mean they're pretty much.
2: What they're saying imp- here that you can't hear is, "Hey, we should start a gimmick where one of us turns on the other, and then there's a stable, and we'll get some other, yeah, yeah. other place."
0: Right. So we will we will see here in in coming weeks how Sting is sort of the vouch he vouches for Luger. Um. Going into fall brawl. Commercial break.
2: I didn't remember that they had used the same graphics all the way to the beginning.
1: Up until they switched graphics in
0: 99,
2: yeah. uh, was it? Those had been there since the first show. I thought they'd had something a little pokier.
0: So here, here we got a fall brawl uh, promo, which... Yeah, they're, they're still advertising Vader as being in the main event. But actually, we'll see next week, I believe, Vader is on his way to the Fed and Vader is replaced by Luger in the match. So that's kind of why they're working this angle. But we'll see for the next couple weeks. Vader's actually still involved in the introduction to Nitro on shown on the side of the building. So technically, I guess he's still under contract. And just a shouty, shouty promo from Hogan and Luger.
2: This is what I like to, to end the show, you know, is is not wrestling anything but
1: that. Right.
0: Well, it'd be different if it wasn't these two who are, they're they're both pretty awful. Um, and, and the, I mean, Hogan can be good on the mic. Luger, we've all seen the internet meme of the I don't know Luger getting stuck in his t-shirt.
2: I mean, should have given uh, Luger Jimmy Hart.
0: I mean, that'd make more sense, but WCW wasn't in the business of making sense.
2: That's true. They were in the business of uh, spending cable company money.
0: Lex Luger is just not a wordsmith. I would hope nobody's getting gay with any keys.
2: (laughs) Gene Okerlund's amused.
1: Vince actually had plans to make Luger the next Hogan in WWF. Yeah, we all know how that turned right. out. For whatever reason, he actually took a twenty percent price cut. To come steroid to trial. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They're also supplementing him with Pastamania.
1: Exactly. He got twenty percent <laughs> cut, but he got all the Pastamania he wants.
2: I, I don't think he actually say had... enough about the haircut either.
0: Oh, well. classic Lex Luger mullet action there. The mullet versus the skelet <laughs> Hogan botches this here coming up. Watch your man back there, I'm gonna kill you. Look at me. Here here we go. Hogan's gonna stumble over <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he thought he was gonna say, but he almost I don't know what he what he was thinking.
1: Listen. Okay, before this, the sentence before he talked about sticking the whatever he said, he said he's not going to do it next week. But then the two sentences later, it's going to be next week on Nitro. Um, The match they just booked. He (laughs) he had a change of heart.
2: Yeah, mid sentence. Where do you get American flag pants like that?
1: The flag store.
2: Oh, that's what they sell.
1: Yeah. And. Listen to some of the smart remarks by the commentators here.
0: Why does Mongo have a dog dressed as Satan? <laughs> is Mongo a Satan worshiper? We'll find out next <laughs> week on Monday Night Heenan
1: looks very perplexed. Why am Kenan. I here? <laughs> what is happening?
0: Heenan can't even
1: save this hot garbage between these two. Bischoff's like, I better shut the format before the fans see it. Yeah, no kidding. It's
0: just right out there for the whole world to see.
1: And one last botch for the night. Let's hear how Bishaw closes us out.
0: Let's close the folder that says WCW Monday Nitro in the front of it. So that's it. Well, that's uh that's debut episode of Late to the Nitro Party. We uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, any comments down below. Um we expect to get raked over the coals pretty uh, fervently by you all. So, uh, tune in next week where we'll have episode two of WCW Monday Nitro. Any any final thoughts, Clay? Um, I mean, solid opener. Jushin Liger, Brian Pillman. Wish they could have got more time. Um, Mongo is pretty hard to listen to. I mean, he's just bad. Um, Flair versus Sting was solid. And you got what you expected from the Hogan match. So we uh, we got a long ways to go here, and we'll see how WCW Monday Nitro sort of shaped the scene at the time. Grant?
2: I, you know, I I would hope someone at this point in the creative team had worked in professional wrestling before and paid attention. Um, I, probably not the best show to go head-to-head with McMahon, so it's a good thing McMahon wasn't uh wasn't playing that. I still don't know if they won. Um, I'll have to see what the dog show ratings were. I imagine they pulled at least a solid one on that. Um, not bad. Good talent. Kind of oddly booked. Um, I don't know. I'm okay with three matches. Opener should have been a lot better. Um, nothing against Ray Trailer, but I don't think he's the guy to put on the best match with Hogan. Um, I don't know. We'll uh, We'll see what next week looks like.
1: Yeah. So at this point, point, ninety-five wrestling kind
0: of sucked in the public side. In, in
1: general, yes. Um, I mean, you
0: really had to go to Japan right. to find what I would call you know, entertaining pro wrestling. And in
1: 1995, it was kind of difficult to watch something in Japan unless you had a connection. Right. People used to uh, trade tapes back then, VHS tapes, kids. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, this Nitro was the start of something big. Wrestling's about to get huge.
2: And the end of Pasta Mania.
0: And Pasta Mania will live forever. (laughs) So tune in next week, everybody. We're out.
2: See ya. See you next time. Eat the pudding.